Welcome to the Glee Man's Apprentice, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your Glee Man, Twish Avery. And I am his apprentice, Mandy Cat. Cat has already read the first four books of the series, there are always potential spoilers up through the Shadow Rising. And after that, I'll be reading the rest of the books for the very first time with my Glee Man, Twitch. Welcome back to the Glee Man's Apprentice. I am your Glee Man, Twitch Avery. And I'm his apprentice, Mandy Cat. And today we are doing three chapters, hopefully, uh, 23 through uh, 25. Um, and if you hear some hiccuping, that's uh, little baby Gabrick in my lap. So Just living the dream, getting exposed early to the Aww. Wheel of Time community. Yes, yes he is. Um, but before we start today, uh, um, how's your week? Oh, it's good. You know, it's, we're getting in the swing of things with Gabby and uh, not much new stuff to report over here. It's mm-hmm. just coasting, but in a good way. When do you go back to work? March, or excuse me, April. I get next month oh, off. Oh, nice. So I'm actually at the official halfway point and it is, it's kind of... I'm grateful for how much time I get, but it's, like, terrifying how quick it's going to pass. Yeah. So I am trying to enjoy every moment, yeah. and I'm getting better with the nighttime stuff, just saying, like, when else, you know, there's a special, that sad, but bittersweet, whatever, he's going to grow up and not have it. Oh. So, enjoy what I can get for baby cuddles. and. Yep, yep. I do miss the baby cuddles. Yeah. So, going well. How about you? How was your week? Uh, it was good. We, uh, we cruised out to Colorado, um, left on Wednesday and got back Sunday night. Um, and it literally was just a a whirlwind. You know, we spent almost as much time in the car as we did, like, actually, um, in the town. Uh, but I got to go to my first dispensary. Oh, that was really fun. That's cool. I kind of geeked out. I, uh, my, my brother-in-law and his wife, um, well, his wife is, is very versed in dispensaries and I had never been to one and I was like, can I go to a dispensary with you and you can help me nice. pick out good stuff. So, so yeah, I got some gummies and some other stuff. So good stuff. Yeah. The trip was, to Colorado. All right. It, it was, it was, it was very emotional, Yeah. very emotionally draining and, uh, but it was good. Kids do good in the good. car. They did. They did really good. We were thinking of going to Colorado to see Chris's aunt this summer. 
And I'm like, man, a baby in a car seat, that has to suck. Yeah, so, plus a... Uh, a dog. And a, I actually think the dog would have to stay in Minnesota. Yeah. We talked about it, but... Would you take Bryce? Yeah. Yeah, so that would be a pretty crowded car. Yeah, but... it would be for my car. Yeah. I'm glad your kids are old enough to appreciate... I don't know, getting out there. Yeah. Travels. Yeah, no, they did, they did really good. It was uh it was a packed car because we uh um carpooled with Dylan's brother and sister in law. Oh, I see. So, so it was full. Yeah. So yeah, there was there were six of us in the car. The kids were in the very back row. And I mean Dylan's is an SUV but it's not a big SUV. Like the seats right. are relatively cramped. Well, so with five people, yeah. Yeah, so it it was tight. It was tight, but it was it yeah, it was it was a great trip. So we had a great time. And Gabrick's cooing a bit to say, hello everyone, I'm a little hungry. So <laughs> maybe before we start, we'll make sure he's content. Yeah, when we were in Oregon, we got to a dispensary and it was, Chris was so excited. They only take cash. Of course, I had cash. Yeah. Well, then Chris had to run to a bank because he wanted to be able to buy something too, like with his own money. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like the next day, he was just like, we need to get more because it was cheaper than we thought oh yeah no it was like i got i i spent 150 dollars i got a ton i got a lot i was gonna say i got got, spent that in oregon yeah i got three different types of gummies i got three pre-rolled joints like big hefty hefty not like little pin joints like big hefty quality joints and uh and then two cartridges for my uh vaporizer so got it but okay, so, yeah. so we start today with chapter 23. You don't want to keep talking pot? I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. actually, we, uh, I will talk about it. I wouldn't let Chris smoke anything. I was pregnant with Gabrick, and there's just not enough research. Yeah. About, just nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. You know yeah. You know enough about alcohol. It's, you should, really shouldn't abuse it while pregnant. Well, you know, you shouldn't be smoking while um, you're pregnant. And right? that's kind of what we figured. And, and so, so I told Chris, I'm like, you can't have any. Because, like, he, dro- he drank during my pregnancy, which I was kind of like, well, if I can't drink, you shouldn't drink. You know, just being yeah, you know, just being honest. Like, this is a partnership. But the pot, I was like, oh, no, you are not. Yeah. So that they're still in my sock drawer, for the record. And so we actually need to partake sometimes. There so. you go. We got some huckleberry gummies that I've been looking forward to. Oh, gummies are so good. I know. But other than that, okay, okay, okay. Grand Land. no more pot. <laughs> Chapter twenty-three. The fifth I give to you cannot stop thinking of Yoda when I hear that. I don't know. Just the way it's worded. Yep. Okay. All right. And it's not. It's not a Yoda talk. It's just how it. It's something about it. Is I'm like only Yoda ends a word with you. I don't know. Well, no, I I get it. Like like, but Yoda switches words in the yes, way this is yes. phrased. It's a little. It's a little switch. It's the comma. Let's yep. be honest. The fifth yep. comma I give to you. Okay, so anyway, we're still with Rand. And it's the dragon emoji at the beginning. Um, my very first point was a green perspective. Ew. This, I mean, all three of these. All three <laughs> of these are a green. Yeah. Anyone who likes Shit's Creek, that is definitely an Alexis. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. They're continuing into Karian. Egwene has been enjoying the cooler weather. Um, and she's very, I, I like this. She's just like, it's probably still hot for all the local people, but they've been baking in the waste, right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so sweaty hot during the day. Well, and she does notice that it's probably 
Like, not as lush as it should be. Yeah. But there are still trees. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a small stream, but it awes the Aiel. Um, And I think I like it. it. It does, you know, it's like, okay, they really have made progress, right? If yep. the landscape is changing, okay. Um, they're really going somewhere. So, Egwene is reflecting on Moraine's choice to ride with Kadir's wagons. Um. Of course, specifically the wagon with the twisted door frame. Yep. So these are the wagons carrying all the uh, Sangreal, Tarangreal stuff from um, Ruidian, correct? Yep. Okay. And, and there are several times in this chapter when I, I think that maybe Robert Jordan didn't think hard enough about it because Egwene questions things that we know that she has at least a little bit of experience with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she keeps wondering, why is Egwene, or why is Moraine continuously, like, checking this wagon with the red store door, door frame? She knows about the door frame. She's the one that told Matt about the door frame. That's right. You know and, what I mean? I mean, so, this is a twin to the yeah, Matt door frame. Yeah, and, 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 and so this is a very yeah. similar thing, right? Yep, yep. A very, so she should know what the what that door yeah, frame... that's a good call. Uh, uh... And then there's there's something uh, not too much further on in this chapter that's kind of the same thing. I'll bring it up. So. And she, um, I mean, so Robert Jordan's point was really to remind the reader, people like me who've forgotten, oh, yeah, that's right, the wagons have all the... Yes, yes, them. yes. And I like it, though. I I did include the detail. Um, Egwene commented something about it to Moraine, and then Moraine threatens to tell the wise ones to intensify Egwene's lessons if, if all she has is time for spying on Aes Sedai. Yes, yes. I, like I love that. it. I love it. Thank you, Moraine. Um, Egwene notes Rand's honor guard are carrying rough made dolls. So so that's uh, Adele, not Adele. I said her name so wrong. What the hell is her name? Not an Aya. Ad- Adele, uh, I just, I, I just listened to this chapter on my way over here. Well, um, the women who failed Rand are now holding dolls. So readers know, ah, uh, they did go to the wise ones. Yeah, well, and she comments that Adeline. Adeline. God, she's Adeline. Yeah, Adeline and the rest of them, and we know why they felt like she failed. They failed him, right? Because yep, the they ran off car. to fight rather than staying back to guard. Ran. Ran. And uh, and she and and Egwene thinks about how like that morning they all went to the wise ones and spent considerable time in their tent, and now and and like. Or that night, and then the next morning that she saw them all making dolls, yeah. right? And so, and and this is it. This is this is she should know about this. Yes, she's and, had experience with this type of punishment to girls who she went through it herself. You know, they they split her. Uh, yeah. So so she should understand. She's understood. Yeah. So the fact that she's, I feel like sometimes Robert Jordan, without meaning to, probably kind of regressed. Egwene? His character, uh, yeah, not, not just Egwene, it, it, it happens okay. throughout, you know, with, and I mean, we've, we've experienced it with other characters, like Nynaeve, you know, she tends to like progress her and then regress yeah. her, and you know, so that anyways, it's, it, it is what it is, and it's, it, I still love these books, but and it basically it's a little frustrating. Egwene's thoughts about this whole, the dolls is, I'm really confused about Aiel custom, <laughs> you know, it's just like, okay, it, it's fine. Whenever uh, she thinks she's got a grasp on it, something happens Gabrick. that, yep. Gabrick is filling a diaper. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> cool. You're cool. People, I, I don't think people mind baby noises. Okay. Everybody loves baby noises. Um, if you don't, you might be a dark friend. 
there's an unfortunate note when they get to the next village. Celine, I don't know. Yes. Celine. Yeah. Is burned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold really, really, really fast before we continue. I've got to tell a really okay. funny story. Um, when the Wheel of Time on Prime released the first trailer. They had, like, they got a hold of, of Matt Hatch from the Dusty Wheel. Okay. And he had a watch party cool. for it. So they released it on on uh, YouTube or Twitter. I can't remember which one. But he had a watch party to watch it. Um, prior, no. It was either right before or right after that. They had uh, an interview with a bunch of the cast. And they were all talking about how the horse Archie, who plays Bela... Yeah. They always had to, like, re- reshoot shots with him because he kept farting. <laughs> he was such a farter. So that's, that's, that's just kind of what this reminds me of right now. It's, it's hilarious. Oh, I love funny. it. I love it. Okay, so this town... <laughs> really, I'm going to try one more time. So Lane has been burned down with zero survivors, including all the local farms and animals. That's really sad. Yeah. And they see bodies left on poles along the way. Yeah. Um, in a week of rot of what's left, basically, because yeah. they've been rotting for a week. That's so yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't look like there's any survivors here who would have taken him down. Like, not not you know, different than what they experienced in Tain, right? Yeah, and Egwene is like, wow, the I'll have no sympathy and just keep calling them tree huggers, or tree, tree killers. killers. <laughs> <laughs> totally I... different. <laughs> that, that, yeah, totally sorry, different. Got him opposite. Um, and I did, this is funny, I made a note about the whole ancestor thing from 509 years ago. So, yeah, we talked about this in our last episode. I'd written these notes before that episode, but I'm totally agreeing with what we talked about. We would all be screwed if we were punished for our leader's mistakes yeah. from five centuries ago. Well, and we, and, and we recently uh, also covered Chapter 20 with uh, The Wheel Reads, and we talked about it then, too. Yeah, we did, yeah. I, I just listened to that cool. episode this morning, and uh, we did okay. And I made a note, not only would the USDA be leveled by now, I made a note, for those of you who haven't watched the Netflix show, Don't Look Up, please do. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. I movement. haven't. Oh, go ahead. And I'll leave that comment there. Okay. Um, Rand makes a proclamation that the Aiel may take their fifth from upcoming battles, but no taking food or one dime over a fifth. Otherwise, Rand will have them hung. Clan chiefs or whomever. Boom. The fifth I give you, but no part of this is to be food. We will live on what what can be found, wild or hunted or bought, if there's anyone with food left to sell, until I can have the tyrants increase what they're bringing up from Tyr. If any man takes a penny more than the fifth, or a loaf of bread without payment, if he burns so much as a hut because it belongs to a tree killer, or kills a man who is not trying to kill him, that man will I hang, whoever he is. So... There's a little bit of Yoda's speech through, like, kind of wriggled yeah. with that throughout that. So I, I get it, I get it. But yeah, so, so he's like, you still get the fifth. You just can't treat these guys any worse than you would any normal wetlander, right? Like, also <clears throat> cool to see Rand being fair because this is how he treated the Tyrians, correct? Yes, yes, yes. And we, here's the cool thing, we. Uh, we see a consistency in Rand's justice. Is it a harsh justice? Yes, but this is a harsh time. Yeah. Like, he's basically telling these people who have no problem just walking up to a Kyrian and stabbing him because 20 years ago his king 
cut down a tree that he didn't even really understand why he had in the first place, right? Oh, yeah. Um, And so they, like, he needs to, you know, uh, hand out harsh punishments to to these harsh people because that's what they understand. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Um, and as well, I just thought it was interesting. He clearly likes the Aiel more than the tyrant lords. Well, the tyrants, yeah. The tyrants are like, if you rape yeah. a woman or kill a peasant, oh I will kill you. That is, that is, that, that, you entitled fucks. You know but what I mean? Still, like, yeah, he still shares that fair yeah. ruling. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then we get to a point of Aguin and Avienda eventually are talking together. And Avienda shares she doesn't want to be in Rand's tent anymore. Um, but a different wise one named Sorely. Have we met Sorely yet? Sorelia? I don't Ooh, think name. so. I think this is, yeah. I have, uh, the the uh, audiobooks pronounce it Sorelia, but I have always pronounced it Sorelia. Yeah, and I that's, like that. That's... So Sorelia overhears Avianda's comment and asks, what you bitching about? And it's really <laughs> it's old, right? She's like ancient. Yes, she's older than Bear. And she's a maiden. That, she's no, she's a wise, a wise one. one from a different She's a wise one. Clan. And she, okay, or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's 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 from one of the joining clans. You know, one like I can't remember all the names of the clans, and but yeah, she's she's from she's one of those. She's described with eyes that will scare away a trollock, and she's. What did she do? She threatened Malayne and another wise one close by to get them to rush away. Yep. To, yep. They were coming she over. Made up, basically. They were coming over to talk and uh, and. Yes. Yep. Amy wants to see you because. Cerulea wants to keep shaming Avienda. <laughs> the wise one of the Shende hold. They don't say what clan she oh, okay. is part of. So uh, Cerulea gets Avienda and Aguin alone, which is the first, right? Usually they don't care who's overhearing what. That's how I've observed Amos and crew. But um, Well, maybe Cerulea has a different st- management well, style. Yeah, or a, a, agenda, I guess. But anyway, Cerulea says, wise ones are to be respected, being a foolish girl. Yep. Then she asks Aguin if the Karakhan will keep true his promise to hang a clan's chief if they disobey. Right? This whole strictness. Yes. And Aguin's like, yeah, he probably he will, probably but will. he might listen to reason. And then Cerulea clarified, mm. no, nah, it's a good threat and could prove Rand as a leader over these mangy clan's yep. chiefs who need to be put in their place. Yep. From time to time, right? Yep. Is that pretty much just? A no, that's exactly yeah. what she said. Let me uh, let me find it because oh, I love it. I love it. A, um, I'm almost there. You mistake me. He must show that mangy pack of wolves that he is the chief wolf. A chief must be harder than other men. Young I said I, and the car. car or, uh, sorry, a chief must be harder than other men. Yet a young I said I, and the car Karn harder than other chiefs. Every day a few more men, and even the maidens, are taken by the bleakness. But they are the soft outer bark of the iron wood. What remains is the hard inner core, and he must be hard to lead them. Um, she, Egwin did notice that she did not include herself or the other wise ones among those who would be led. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I love Cerulea. Cerulea is fantastic. We, we, we're meeting some really cool old yeah. women right now. We just met Linny recently. Yes. Now we're meeting Cerulea. Okay. Kind of Linny's, uh. Uh, Elaine's nursemaid or, uh, but yeah. Cerulea would be like the comparison for, um. I don't know. Yeah. Like if she had a twin over there, even yep. if she's not a nursemaid at all, it's just 
bad ass old woman. Exactly, exactly. So it's really that's Avienda about Rand's interest gifts to Avienda, like the jewels and so on. And Avienda clarifies, no, that was a mistake. <laughs> it's really, it's like, well, that's a shame. Like, yeah. get it on, right? Yep, yep. And so, yeah. So then she talks about... Oh, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. So really starts asking Avienda to consider her own sis- great sister grandson. Some, his name is Farron. Is that right? Yeah. Farron is a grandson of sorts to Cerulea. And it's like, he's, he'd be good for marriage. Like, she just jumps into, like, matchmaking. Yep, well, and she's like, those hips were made for childbearing. Yes. You have other duties than just being a wise one to your, you can, know... Wait, can wise men have kids oh yeah okay oh yeah uh, uh amis and bear uh well amis is married and amis and ruark are constantly talking about their kids okay okay and uh bear has talked about how she's buried four husbands and has children with each of you know what i mean yeah no uh Fabulous. wise ones i actually think it's kind of one of the duties of a wise one is to make sure they bear children probably they're probably expected to bear many children you know would, what i mean would, I mean, little do they know that makes sense. If any of them can channel, we want them having kids. Right? And and also, also, like the wise ones, I'm I'm assuming, tend to marry either clan chiefs or other men of prominence. So them, you know, like they're encouraged to, to... to push their genes on, right? Because they're considered wise, intelligent, knowledgeable, you know. So it makes sense that they would be encouraged to have many kids. As as opposed to a maiden who is going out and seeking death every day. It's probably not a great idea to have kids. You know what I mean? That's true. And and Avienda's careful to say, well, I'll think about it. But to herself, she's like, "Um, Aielman... Farron is an Aiel man who's declared to only focus on capturing Kuladin. Will have no time for a wife at the moment. It's so. because they were both, uh, I think, say a Dune is what what the clan or the the sept, not the sept, the society, um, but the the Black Eyes. I'm pretty sure it's called Say a Dune. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, and so that actually. That's what Avienda shared, and it satisfies Cerulea to quit pestering her. Because, yeah, my grandson is focused on destroying Kuladin. So, yep. I'll let your childbearing hips go for now. But keep it in mind. Then the story moves forward with Egwene asking Avienda about Farron. Tell me more. And he's described to look like Ruark, but hotter. It's I love it. Younger, taller, and redder hair. But right. Farron likes Anila. And Egwene asks, well, well, then just sister wife. And Avienda says she has no interest in the braying man. So he yep. compares him to an ass. He, he, he <laughs>, laughs like a donkey okay. and fiddles his ears. But there is no saying no to Cerulea either. So yep. she will continue to follow Jito and do as the wise ones have asked in sharing Rand's tent. Back to Rand's tent. Yep. yep. And this is where Egwene suspects something's going on with Avienda, but assures Avienda no one will force her to marry him. And then, boom, Avienda will not talk about her feelings toward Rand. It's yep. a bit of a scene, but egads. That's how I felt about that. Um. Yeah. No, I mean, all it's... of this is for the readers. Just uh, To me, it just keeps reinforcing Avienda and Rand, Avienda and Rand. Yep. Egwene doesn't know anything, but I don't. I think, like you said, Egwene, it's, it's almost poor writing. It was just set up so the readers could be reminded. I mean, I, I guess it's fair to say that she's, she's learning a lot, and she does have an understanding, but then there are things that, you know, pop up that she just, she's still having a hard time understanding, right? It's, it's, 
it's kind of like any time somebody from a different culture comes over, they tries to meld into a new culture. It takes a while. Yeah. You know? I'm going to go ahead and guess really unfair and will come back in this book or Possibly. series. Possibly. It's safer to say series sometimes. Possibly. I mean, we just got introduced to a new wise one, so who knows? Um, yeah. Any other comments from this chapter? I, I mean, don't... I, I mean, it was a very short chapter. It it's very much in at Gween's head, so there's a lot of petty observances. Um, she's not observations. really too annoying. It's, it's just... Um, but she's still kind of petty. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? She's still like... A little conceited. A yeah. Little... And, it, and it doesn't really get too much better. It's, it's uh, <laughs> um, you know, all three chapters that yeah. we're covering today are the majority of the POV is, is Egwene, so... So you're going to title this episode something about Egwene's boring or something? Or... Annoying Egwene... I don't know. Um, well, I'll figure it, it out. I always do. You, yeah. But I am going to take a moment. Okay. To change the order in trainings. Okay, sounds good. So I have less notes for this chapter, so it's probably... All right. I don't know if I was skimming more or what. It's, it's another... Uh, it's another Eggwing chapter. It's okay. another, you know, it's... I, I agree. And it's, and it's, a, it's a little bit shorter, I believe. Maybe that's it. One. Okay, so chapter 24, a message sent. We're back to the sun emoji, which now I know is Karian. Is that the Kyrian? Yeah. Oh, Sunthrone, yep. excuse me. Yeah, well, the Kyrian, uh, they, they call Kyrian the... the House the, of the Rising. Basically, like, it's, it's, it's as far east as you can go and still be in the okay. wasteland, so it's as far to the rising sun. Did we get to Kyrian in the TV show? Did they actually get no. there? No, We didn't do Rand's Cougar Party? No, that's not that, till book that's two. That's not till book two, anyways, Cougar yeah. Cougar Party. But I think we'll... I, I, full disclosure... The character Barthanes has been cast. They, All right. They've made that official. That's that's that. Uh, Amazon Prime has okay. has made that official. Barthanes is cast. So we're probably unless they're changing up the location. We'll probably get to we're Barthains we're probably later. getting to Kyrian in, right. in, in season two. That'll be good. So Agreen's perspective. Ew. Reading a book on heroes <laughs> of ages past. But she's a falling asleep because she's dog tired, but she's trying not to fall asleep because it's a Teleronriad night to meet Nynaeve. Yeah. So <clears throat> that sets the scene. She does wake up in Teleronriad and not knowing how long to await Amos because she did end up falling asleep. Yeah. But wanting to bully Nynaeve some more. She wants, she wants to make sure that she talks to Nynaeve and make sure that Nynaeve understands that she cannot say anything about their private meetings because she's not supposed to be in here. Rather yeah. than telling Nynaeve, the hey, truth. I'm not supposed to be here. Would you not tell the... the and I... It, it, it would Nynaeve been... would probably be like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I don't care what they think anyways. Nynaeve might say one biting comment, but then fully supportive of yeah. his decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But instead, she wants to keep bullying. And, and we get it. Nynaeve's been a jerk her whole life. So now Green wants power, but it's so annoying. Yep. Okay. No, no, no. I, 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 I get it, but it's yeah, it's 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 petty. It's everything about it is petty, in my opinion. It's but that's so that's such is life. Technically speaking, Egwene is early in Teleronrad. Remember, time moves differently. That's why she's like, I don't know how long to wait, Amos. But she overhears voices and glimpses Elaine, talking to a striking woman who could be no other than Birgit. Uh, like voluminous white trousers, oh, I love right? Her the the like blue blouse, long golden braid, long golden braid. Her outfit strikes me as like maybe a nineteen eighties type of just 
balloon pant type thing, but just yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm trying to look I for the... I should keep your get for Halloween. Ah, Except I don't have awesome. the blonde hair. No. I guess we'll have to be of the red Aja. Birgit, Birgit? Oh, you'll have to be of the red Aja? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, I think I have evil looks more than... Do you know who you could pull off? Elida. <laughs> no, you could pull off Varen. Ooh, that's true. She does have a little bit of gray like you do at the yeah. sides, you I know what I mean? Like I don't know if she's described with glasses, but I feel like she should. She she I mean, if there were glasses in yes. this world, she would wear them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, I think I think we do get glasses in this world, but it's not this culture. It's yeah. uh, the sea folk. Yes, yes, the sea folk have, have And they were very strange to yes. Elaine. Yes, Elaine did not but I, get is hot. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say how she's just, and it's her outfit for me. Oh, yeah. Don't ask me why, but I'm just like, she is clean, put together, and she likes what she's wearing. And trousers is probably important, too. I'm guessing this isn't a trouser society for many. It's always my skirt, my writing skirts, right, are cut for writing. Yep, yep. I, yeah, well, no, exactly, there. exactly. So a woman, so far, as far as I know, up to this point, the only woman that we've met who wears trousers is men. Yeah, and everybody, everybody thinks she's, and and all they had to do was grow her hair a little bit and get her out of the trousers, and all of a sudden nobody can recognize her. And lipstick, you, it's you like know, Sailor Moon, where you're like, how do you not recognize? Right, exactly. Or like, or like Superman, yeah. put oh, glasses, glasses on him and take away his little curl, and all of a sudden he's Clark Kent. You can't, yeah. you can't recognize him from from Superman. Like, give me a freaking break. It, but yeah. um, I'm just looking for that description because I really like it. Elaine stood near the glittering shaft of Kalimdor, rising out of the floor, floor, storm, floor stone, deep in quiet conversation with as oddly dressed a woman as Egwene had ever seen. She wore a short white coat with peculiar cut and wide yellow trousers. That's right. Yellow, yes. Uh, gathered in folds at her ankles. Uh, it almost, it almost seems like the old like, like, pirate. Yeah. Dress right, oh, like like great. the like the billowing trousers that like tighten at the at the ankle. Maybe I'm biased. I just remembered in like I don't know. It's in figure skating in third grade, yep. and we did an Aladdin song, so we had the billowy. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, yes. Yellow. That's probably why I think she's great. She looks like me in third and, grade, yep. except just not with a mullet. They they folded the ankle above short white boot or short boots of raised heels. The intricate braid of golden hair hung down her back, and she held a bow that gleamed like polished silver. The arrows in the quiver shone, too. That is it. So, yeah, of course, she, she was reading a book. We didn't talk about her. She was reading a book that Avianda had lent her about, like, stories of the Hunters of the Horns, yep. right? Of of uh, Birgit and Geidel Kane and Rogash Eagle Eye and, you know, all of all of them. Yeah, um, conveniently thinking how cool they were basically yeah. before falling asleep but and seeing Birgit and Teleron react. Also and... judgmentally thinking about how, oh, Avianna claims she likes them for the adventures, but she really likes them for the... the every every story has a romance in it. She likes them for the romance. I'm like, You're I'm saying, like, is she projecting how she actually feels? Yes, <laughs> yes, so much. It, God. Oh, a glean. Damn psychiatrists. Uh, <laughs> Always using projecting. <laughs> however, boom, Amos appears behind a glean and asks... Did you come wander Teleron Riyadh early? And Egwene's like, no, 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 no. I accidentally fell asleep. Totally innocent. And and they're actually thankful her guy Sheen had found her dead asleep and gone and hadn't been able to wake her up yeah. to switch to switch to her bedding. Yeah. So no, the guy was... Sheen woke up the other wise ones. So yep. they're there for stories collaborated. Yep. Famous knows. Yes, no, and, and, and it was cool because she was like, okay, I'll be here for a while before they get here. And I'll just tell them that I just barely got here. Right. Yeah. 
And so she was totally planning on lying. And then she ends up telling the, the absolute truth. Yep. It, and and uh, and it's cool. Good. And at that point, Eileen comes up to them, but without Birgit. Apparently, no Nynaeve tonight, even though it's Nynaeve's turn, because she's nursing a bruised head. And there's been more menagerie practices, perhaps. I, I It's not clear what happened to Nynaeve to get a bruised head, basically. Uh, no, it is. Oh, did she? Uh, yes. She she, says, she was oh. so... So all of the the Kavanaugh's or the Chavanas is how I've heard it pronounced, as well. Um, they're they're the they're the guys that claim to be brothers, even though they don't look look anything alike. Okay. They're the they're the like the tumblers, trapeze artists guys. Um, they were all spending time at Nynaeve's fire and Mattel <laughs> being the only like single lady who has any interest in men got jealous because she wants all the interest from all this. Like, she's been... She's used to getting all the interest. Eludra doesn't care. Eludra just nope. keeps to herself. Um, Sarandon, the the Sianchin boarhorse woman, j- doesn't even talk to anybody. She just keeps to herself. Yep. And so Littell had, like, all of these men that she could flirt with and that gave her attention because she was the only eligible woman. All of a sudden, Nynaeve comes along... And they tried. They tried it with uh, Elaine as well. But Tom talked to them and oh, I see. I was gonna say, I'm like, Nynaeve's getting all the attention. But it is funny. <clears throat> Nynaeve doesn't want any of it. Almost to the extent she's pissed. Like, I don't know how to describe it. She's it's annoyed like, by the attention, and now she has to deal with Latell being annoyed that she's getting all the attention. So, so then she's annoyed at Latell. Yeah. yeah. Nynaeve, oh, and, and knowing Nynaeve's character, she's probably just bristling inside, right? She's just probably like a flame that's just going off like crazy. Right that's now. really funny, because that stuff still happens to high schoolers, mostly. I suppose people, you might see it at the bar sometimes. I've, I've seen older women fight. Okay. I, I, yeah, I've seen older women fight over a guy. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, never like... I don't want to class or or judge or anything, but... It usually tends to be people who are probably, you know, lacked in 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 getting the resources that they need in their de- developmental stages, right? Um, uh, yeah. the lower income, used- uh, d- d- people like that. So yes, I I have seen it, and it's usually, yeah. I I don't want to go on and plus that resources because, yeah. for knowing no, how to manage exactly. Jealousy, even exactly. though, like, I mean, I don't know. Well, and just probably not good role models. You know what I mean? So, so, anyways. But okay, so Nynaeve's now nursing a bruised head because she got jumped by a jealous circus woman. Yeah. But Bear then takes it. So Bear is there, too. So it's Amos and Bear. Bear chews out Elaine for wandering Teleron Riyadh without proper lessons. No, she must chew out Nynaeve. Yeah. No, she chews out Elaine. Because still home. Okay, I'm like, no, chew out Nynaeve. And then um, Eguine joins in to batter Elaine as well, saying she'd like to see both her and Nynaeve back in their rooms at the White Tower to give them a good punishment. Wink, wink. Yep. Hoping Elaine picks up the hint to meet later. Yep. Elaine collects herself. Cause she's like, why, why, man, Eguine's jumping down my throat. But she reports on slow traveling with the circus ongoing practices. And that's where, yeah, Nynaeve got jumped by Littell. That's so funny. Yeah. And... Nynaeve also kicking her ass, um, 
Natel's ass, but managing to not use Sidar during the fight. Yeah. So props to you, Nynaeve, because I'm sure you wanted to if you're angry. And then, well, no, it's, of course. And then she, of course, she has to apologize because <laughs> Vanden made her, you know. Oh, it's so funny. That, that is kind of a funny side story. I don't imagine it'll get too much highlight in the movie, but it is one of those, like... And yeah, it won't be in the TV show. I, I would be I would kind of be shocked if they have the menagerie in the in the TV show at all. I don't really know. Yeah, it's it I love happen. it. I love it. It's great comedy. It's fun. It's fun reading, but I don't but really think it. But it seems like it's... something they might cut. Yeah. It's not... It's. I mean, unless it becomes more consequential to the overall plot. Yeah. Who knows? It might. So Elaine defends staying with the menagerie to continue Sianchen lessons with Sarandon, who carried an Adam with her. So she shares she has a Adam, yeah. And that they tested it on Sarandon, who tested negative for the one power. Right? And, and and Egwene is very much like this. This this kind of triggers her PTSD a little bit. Like yeah. like just just hearing about the Adam makes her think back about the time that she was. That she was trapped with, uh, you know, enslaved by the Sianchen. Which was probably a length of time. How much time did we guess? He it was a good amount saved? of time. She was enslaved for, I, I think, months? like four months. Yeah. Like, like four months, because I'm pretty sure, well, the whole flicker, flicker, flicker stuff. Flicker, flicker. That was three months? Took, I think it took four months. Four months. If I remember correctly, it took four months. And I believe that Egwene and Elaine and Nynaeve and Min going through the ways with Leandrin happened kind of the, like when they were doing the flicker, like right around the time that they like did the flicker flicker thing. Yeah. And then she got uh, enslaved. So it, it was about four months that she was, that she was, and, 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 yeah. You know, and then I hear she Andrew was, uh, the Bard's voice, flicker, 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 flicker all the way. <laughs> okay. Such a great song. Sorry. Everyone go back and listen to that episode. So, I believe that was the one that's titled, um, and now it's time to nail a fade. And yeah, that was a great song. That was a fun episode. Yeah, worth every lesson. So Amos is curious about the obsession over Sianchen, um, because Rand already beat them, but Egwene is, yeah, so she's still struggling with that PTSD, and just basically saying no, they could return. Like these people could return. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This no. This is don't. not a one and done. Tuck your tails and run away. This is other. Yeah, and and honestly, I have to say that I'm a little disappointed in Emmys uh, at this point when she's like, "Why are you worrying about the Shanshan? Like Rand beat them. Randall yeah. Thor beat them, and it's not thinking it, forward, is it? it? No, it's not. And Egwene assures her they will be back, and you would think that Amis would. I mean, I think I think that the wise ones respect the shit out of both Egwene and Avienda. They're treating her like pupils because that's their job. But I think they see a lot of potential, you know, in both of them. And, and they have respect for them as much as a teacher can have for a student, you know. And so I, you would think that Egwene saying, no, trust me. They'll be back. Yeah. You'd think that Amis would be like, ooh. Yeah, and this does seem like a prediction that doesn't even need to be predicted. Like, they're going to come back. I think we pretty well know that there's enough. There's been a Sianchen per book now. Right? Know, in, like, yeah. in, in Robert, what you know of Robert Jordan's writings, we've, ever since the Sianchen has left, we've spent time with uh, Ajinan and gotten to yep. know her. Now we're spending time with Sarandon. Maybe and we'll get to know her better. Matt has had predictions 
Isn't it, Matt? He in through the door frames. Hasn't there been something where it almost seems like he's with the Sand, or was it, it Rand? Doesn't no no. Was, we never we never saw we never saw anything with Rand. Um, we got the the only thing that we got with Matt was that he was fated to marry the daughter of the Nine Moons. Yes, and the only um, thing we've tied to the daughter. Of well, the, no, nine cords. Uh, the court there, uh, the Sanchin, I believe, has a court of the Nine Moons. Which I and assume I, and I, I believe would be that we've heard that. To the, so yeah, yeah, so if the Sanchin has a court of the Nine Moons, it would probably make sense that the daughter of the Nine Moons might be somehow tied to Sanchin. Okay. Okay. But we but but we've never had it straight out. Matt's going to be involved in Cianch and Plus at all. Like we haven't had that straight out. But I guess I suspect it because of that daughter. But we'll find out. There's there's a culture that we met in book two that we haven't seen since, and it is a fourteen book series. Good grief. It's it's fair to assume we're probably gonna see the Sanchin again. You know what I, I think mean? So. so yeah. So shame on Amos for not being wise enough. But that's okay. There's enough on her plate as the well. The less wise one. Huh. Oh, you'd, you'd be dead. She would I'm kill sorry. me. She would. <laughs> you'd be carrying a little doll yourself. You'd oh, be wearing the baby doll skirt. Yep, I would be. All right. Egwene gives a brief update of the decimated cities by Kuladin, and word would spread about Aiel and Karian very soon about the Aiel being assholes, basically. Yeah. Okay. So another war, they're almost... Um, yeah, yeah. Also, the, reminder, Karian has the sun throne, and I put, that's where my notes, I was like, oh yeah, the sun emoji. Yep. So they're fighting, they're still having their civil war? Yeah, they haven't, uh, ever since, ever since the king got murdered and Barthains got yeah, murdered, who Barthain. was obviously, like, in number two, right? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're, they're top two, their king, war. and then the highest noble both got murdered pretty much simultaneously, like within a few days of each other. Um, and ever since then, it's still been in a civil war. And it's just it, like, it's nothing's being resolved. All okay. the houses are fighting each other. No one's aligning. No one's backing one particular house. Everyone's fighting. And now there's a point where there's no like, there's not enough resources. That's yep. why Rand is making starved. the tyrants take grain up to Kyrian. Um, and maybe and in, in try and, and and enforce a little bit of, of order there, right? So, so yeah. So Rand's trying to do everything he can for uh, Kyrie, and Kyrie is not in a good place. And it's very ripe for someone like uh, Culloden to just go in and oh yeah, and just pillage the shit out of it. He's not going to have a lot of resistance. Everybody's busy fighting each other. They're they're not prepared for an outside no. threat. And this is totally like so. Whenever you watch movies that are trilogies, usually the second one is the hot mess. Yeah. And and I feel like Jordan, we're still almost in quote unquote the first part of a trilogy, but we're getting everything ready. That is the second part where these people are fighting. These people are fighting. Like this and is this, a... this book is the maybe. The start of that second Yeah, movie. yeah. This is a little bit more... So this is like the beginning of the second movie in a trilogy. Because this is... Because it's the hot mess. It's, a, it's like... Yeah. So it's a 14-book series, so it would be like two... Yeah, it would be. Two... Or, sorry. It would be like... Three or four. Uh, well, it would be 4.3. You know, like yeah. 4.3333333 would, would basically... And that's how you would get to fifth, to 14 books. And so anyway, or maybe, just, my math is off. Maybe it'd be more a little more than that. There's but. a lot of fighting that Rand has to deal, and I do feel like it's going to be Rand unless Luz Theron takes over. But, but this is the end of chapter twenty four. Yeah, you know my final notes. 
uh, you know, it's again trying to remember Iganine, but she's out in the ocean with uh, Bail Dolman, probably yes. making out. Let's be honest. Well, the I mean the 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 plan was to go and uh, throw the Adam away, the the male Adam, the 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 yep. the two. That should have a different name anyway, but. No. Well, I it's... mean, it might. We don't know. Oh, we that's right. Know. I, I, well, I think don't Mo- know. Mohideen might have called it something, but... Oops. Sorry, Mohideen. I wasn't But listening. I can't remember. Um, my only thoughts were... E. Green is so worried about the wise ones finding out about her disobedience in Teleron Riyadh. Makes me think they are going to find out, and a plot could be that she'll be cut off from their lessons, because they're going to be pissed. I, I did want to say something. Um... And we actually get into it in this next chapter, so right. I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold it, I'll hold okay, it. Okay, remember what you're gonna say. Yeah, I will. Okay, so chapter twenty-five, dreams of Galad. Ooh, doesn't that just sound sexy? Yeah. All right. I dream of Galad every night. Ooh. No, I don't. I really don't. I dream of Brigitte. If you could pick an no, actor, I don't. I only dream of my wife. Any actor for Galad, who are you imagining? And you have more Galad because you've read the whole series, but. Is this like a Zac Efron? Is this like more? Uh, a... Zac Efron. Zac Efron can pull the parts. Um, it it has to be somebody. I mean, he's described as like black of hair, right? Dark of eyes. Um, uh, I don't care that much about those features, but it would have to be somebody who has a, a intimidating or commanding presence. Yeah, I feel like um, they're and, and beautiful. So Probably maybe... Like good posture. I think that's what I'm... Trying to think of someone with really good posture. So, um... Like, like, uh... What can I think of? The Matrix era... Keanu Reeves? Oh, okay. Maybe? Okay. Um... Somebody... I don't know actors that well now, but... Have you ever watched Riverdale? Uh, just the first season. The guy who plays Archie. Um, okay. Because he actually, his hair is naturally black. Oh, they dye it to, 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 be, to be red for, That's but, funny. but, uh, yeah, um, I, 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 I would be okay with him being, sorry, you guys, Myrtle's climbing up on the couch and making some noise. Um, I would be okay with, uh, with that guy. Um, I think his okay. name is like JJ Kappa or something like that. He's he's not a bad actor. He's not. We I really enjoyed the first two seasons of Riverdale, and then I stopped watching after that. I would but. say it'd have to be someone almost like I, I see kind of the silent, not brooding, just like someone who can carry himself with the silence. And I think the guy who played Archie can do that because okay. okay. he does that as Archie, you know. So that's um, who you're dreaming of at night as Archie. I'm kidding. Sure, okay. why not? He's a good looking guy. Hey, man, I've I'm. I'm fairly open about the fact that I'm bi-curious. It's okay. <laughs> I just have the strangest dreams that should all be made movies, but you know, you forget them when you wake up. Right. You, yep. Yep. I hear Okay, you. but hear here's you. what's really happening with Dream of Galad. Uh, we're, we have the Teleron Riyadh emoji. Makes sense. And it's still the Aguin perspective, and she's is in the novice room at the White Tower that she had tried to hint to Elaine, and yes, Elaine does join her. So they're still in Teleron Riyadh. Elaine picked up the hint to meet Egwene elsewhere without the wise one. So yes. this is where Egwene asks, hey, how about beer get, huh? Right? Yeah. And Elaine's like, I can't talk about it. It's a promise to someone else. Then Egwene's annoyed, but she actually lets it go. Well, she, I mean, she does say, and this kind of annoys me, she says, uh, 
Well, I wish you would trust me enough. And Elaine's like, dude, it doesn't have anything to do with that. I made a promise to this person. If I made a promise to you, would you be okay with me telling somebody because I trusted them? You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they, I, I made a promise that I would not talk about it. And I do trust you, but I still, that doesn't make, mean I can break my promise. It's a great move as a queen in the yes. making. Yes, yes. It's also, I'm sorry, but if I made a promise to a hero of the ages, yes, I'll keep it. Because yes, that right? is not a, we're not going to break that. Um, so Elaine mentions that Nynaeve has apologized for beating the shit out of Latell. As enforced by Luca, we mentioned that last yep. time. And Nynaeve made it clear that she had zero interest in any of the men, and that's why Latell was angry. It's just so funny. She that also, whole story is so funny. She also kind of mentions, and this is what I wanted to talk about okay. earlier. Maybe maybe you talk about this a little bit later, but but Elaine also mentions that uh, whatever Egwene said to her the last time they were together, she is a very different person. Yes. Almost in like an almost jumpy or PTSD way. And this bothers me because Egwene doesn't think she's like, oh, good, good. I got through to her. It's like, no, dude, you fucking traumatized her extremely, extremely, like deeply. Yeah. Like you should, you should feel really guilty about this, but she doesn't. And one, just one more reason why a lot of the fandom doesn't. Like there's yeah. there's so much love for Egwene. There's a lot of hate for Egwene through. I'm mostly on the hate. Yeah. I mean, my note was just it, you know Egwene is now more pompous than ever about not taking future grief from Nynaeve. Yeah. And my very my personal reflection was Egwene is not a friend. Like I'm sorry if someone came into my office and talked about someone treating them this way, I'd be like that is not that's, a friend. That's that not is a friend. That manipulation. Is, that is an unhealthy even friendship. If, I would get out of it. Even if you were bullying your friend, there's other ways they can address it with you that is not that destructive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like one time fight. Yeah, that would happen. But like to be holding it, like anticipating future yeah. manipulation. Yeah. Like, Thinking about what more yeah. you could do. Like yeah. Yeah, no, she did. Okay, so Elaine leaves to tend to Nynaeve. So Elaine leaves Teleronriad at that point. Okay. Egwene tries to find more information in Elida's study. So she's still in Teleronriad, Elida's study. She leaves this room. The They're in their cha- their bedrooms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they met up. She encounters Galad, followed by Leanne and Suan. Um, so Egwene jumps to her safe. Okay, so, but did you note, sorry, sorry, yeah, um, I was, ahead. I was getting bitten here. Um, did you note that she, uh, there was a flicker? You know what, I didn't, but I did okay. mark the page, so there must have been something. So, okay, so 434, let's see. This is like a wild rumpus on this couch. If I can find it. With um, and the baby. So, okay, so Elaine leaves, and... Egwene starts shuffling through the papers, right? You you said that. And I'm just trying to find where it says it. Well, Egwene has to walk from... Or does she transport herself to the study? No, she's in the study. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, oh, no. They I, were, I think they were in the study together. I hope she... the flicker isn't my Gideon. <laughs> Anyways, I can't find it, but yes. So she's so a flicker. And well, and the papers that she's going through are pretty interesting. There's a lot of reports about uh, what's going on with the White Cloaks and Abdicia. You know, there's there's uh, uh, reports about punishing people. You know what I mean? Like, and then 
Okay, hurrying out to the antechamber, she was about to reach for the neat piles of scrolls and parchments, some with seals, on the keeper's writing table when the room seemed to flicker. Before she had time to even consider what that meant, the door opened and Galad stepped in, smiling, his brocaded blue coat fitting his shoulders perfectly, snug breeches showing the shape of his calves. Yeah, that could be Archie. Okay. It, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be the guy who would think of him with, like, black hair because his hair is naturally, like, dark brown or black. Um, and then it, it happens again. It flickers again, and she ends up... Uh, yeah, she's like, this is madness. She fled without thinking of what image she was forming and found herself gulping for breath on the green in Emmons Field with the thatch-roofed thatch houses all around. So, um, I'll pause right there. The flickers, I think when I read them, I assumed it was... I think I assumed it was her own, like, shifts in the dream, but are we thinking it could be something else interrupting it her telegram? It could possibly be... Like, It could be somebody changing yeah, or what she's perceiving. Yes. That's yes. interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I breezed through that. I didn't I mean, really... We've, I mean, we've, we've talked... Okay, so anyways, I mean, spoiler alert to the end of chapter 25. We've already, you know, read it. We're going through it right now. We know that we get... A POV from Mogadian at the end of this chapter. You sure do. And so, um, and we have been told, or I think we've been told, I'm pretty sure we've been told, that Mogadian was very skilled at telling her Riyadh. Have we? I, I know she's the spider. Okay. Like, okay. Like, that's what... She's always hiding in the yeah, shadows. Like and would, I feel, so somebody I feel who's like really the, talented at hiding in the shadows would probably be good at. And that might have been at, said, but yeah. it does seem rather like McGideon could. Well, I know in, in this chapter, at the very least, in her POV, yeah. she yes. thinks about how Lanfear always claimed the world of dreams is hers, yes. but Mogadian could easily take her out in the world, yeah, world of dreams. She hers. understands it much more, right? So, okay. so, so, with that, with somebody with that knowledge... It, it, I mean, we do know that the Forsaken have the power to compulse people Ugh. in order to do what they... If, if somebody's really good at telling a Riyadh, wouldn't it be feasible that they could manipulate what, the, what somebody else in telling a Riyadh is seeing? And not even exactly know what they were doing, like just kind of manipulating to, oh, to, yeah. to, to Egwene's... So Feelings. She if, was thinking about Galad earlier. Then she started thinking about Galwin. All of a sudden, she's you know what I mean. Like she's getting distracted. Yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. Okay. And Mogidian is playing on that and 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 fucking yeah. with her. And Mogidian probably doesn't even know exactly what images she's sending to or or causing Edwin to go to. But she's her to yeah. be distracted. Yeah. And that's what's in. Yeah. So that's that's what that flicker is. That's what's oh. going on there. So. It, Green does jump to her safe place within Teleron Riad, and that is the two rivers, yep. where this is her first time noticing a banner of a wolf's head and a two. banner of a red eagle. Yep, two poles with two banners. And she thinks of Perrin being back here's, in two rivers. Here's another thing that makes me feel like Robert Jordan did a poor job in writing a Gween in the way that he keeps regressing her, or like not giving her knowledge that we know that she already has. Like, she's, she's like, well... I know that I've I've dreamt about Perrin with wolves. Dude, you were there when uh, Elias told Perrin that he could talk to wolves. You saw the effect. You accepted it back then in book one. You know what I mean? Like, of course you know that there's a tie to wolves with Perrin. Not just because of your dreams. You were there. Yep. 
when Elias told him that he could talk, that the wolves could talk to him, and that he could talk to wolves, like you were there at the very beginning of it. And so, now you're playing dumb. And now you're playing dumb. But so maybe, and maybe, maybe dumb. you know what? Maybe she just has a shit memory. Who knows? I don't know. There's been a lot going on, and yeah, PTSD nope. maybe knocks. And and, and that's know. fair, and and that's very much fair. You're right. I, I should know. I I should maybe give her a little bit more. And I actually like Egwene. I'm not an Egwene hater, but but I I, I oh. think you're correct. It's a Robert Jordan yeah. error because he's trying to again have the readers be reviewed, but he's going through the wrong character to review this stuff, basically. So without any spoilers, going forward in this story, Egwene's arc. I mean, everybody's arc is pretty awesome, right? Yep. Egwene's arc is one of my favorites. Oh. I feel like in these earlier books, moment? I feel like earlier in these books, Robert Jordan kind of fucked up her character. I don't think she's the best written character. Okay. But I do, her arc is great. I, her arc is great. Um, but like, I honestly, like, arm twist, uh, all of the Emin Fielder's arcs are great. You know, they all... Get places. You know, what I, you know what I mean? It's a fantasy story. Of course they're all going to have arcs. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Like, they're great arcs. Um, but I do think that Egwene was probably not his best written character, in okay. my opinion. I think he made some mistakes early on, and that's why I think there's a lot of hate for Egwene, because she she is kind of abusive in the beginning, you know? Yeah. So. And then it, it's... It's still the confusion, which now it makes sense if it's my Gideon messing with her. Because Egwene's still in Two Rivers, Teleronriad. Yep. She suddenly sees her mom. Her mom mentions Egwene's husband. So Egwene's apparently married in this version of Teleronriad. Yep. And that her husband is, lo and behold, Gawain. And they have a little boy. So now it reminds me of all those testing sarangrials, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Very much like the like the accepted testing. Yeah. Uh, grills, yes. But basically, the queen's <clears throat> super confused, and at that point, she finally jumps out of Teleron Riad, which she probably should have done the first time she felt confused, but, you know, back to safety of normal dreams, because she actually was exhausted, but... I know there's no way this could ever happen, but the guy who plays Jon Snow could yeah. pull off Kit Galad. Kit Harrington? Kit Harrington. He could pull off Galad. He's a pretty man. He is and, pretty. And, and that's how they describe But I think instead Galad. of, like, there's something... He's John, not tall enough. Uh, I can get over that. Yeah, no, kick Harrington. But he's good. very pretty, and that's a lot, a lot of the times. The kind way they're, ex- a, they're, the way they're explained... The, Orlando Bloomish. No, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom's old at this point. Yeah, but like, like, it would have to, like, his legolist... Uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean type, um, ah. very very pretty, right? Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, very very like yeah. a, like almost like a, I wouldn't I wouldn't say a feminine beauty, like like a very masculine but beautiful rather than handsome, right? They're yeah. they're just, okay. which I think okay. men can be beautiful over, you know. I would take it's, Kit Harrington anyway. Kit Harrington's pretty. He's 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 a good looking man. All right, and this is our perspective change into McGideon. Yes. Who is also looking at the village of Two Rivers and the odd banners and wondering what are the importance of these banners. So now I'm concerned because McGideon has now seen the banner of the wolf and the banner of the red eagle. Great. And why is she in the Two Rivers, damn it? I mean, it's Teleron Riyadh, Two Rivers. I would would like to say really fast, this is... is the best part of all three of these chapters that we've covered today. True. Yeah, the 100%. final paragraph. The, the last paragraph is the uh, best part of the entire, like, all three chapters. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, 
So we learned from a Gideon's thoughts. She's been following Elaine because she wants to get to Nynaeve. She yes. is still so pissed at Nynaeve. Yes, she doesn't even know who this new one is. But yeah. she's like, okay. Who's this a green chick? Yeah. And and then she thinks about something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she, uh, that's why she was following a green. Elaine had left, so she followed a green. And has to give credit to a green's ability to jump out of Teleronia yeah. with McGideon binding everything. So, yes, McGideon had been fuckering. Yeah, and that's where that flicker was, yeah. Um, And she's also amused by the thought of Birgit being back and the debt she wants to settle on the caring heroine. But now McGideon knows Nynaeve, Elaine, and Birgit are linked. Yeah. And um, basically planning a villainous threat against Nynaeve in particular. Birgit had not even known who Mogadian was so long ago in the Age of Legends when she foiled Mogadian's finely wrought plan to to lay loose Theron by the heels. But Mogadian had known her. Only Birgit, Tiedra, she had been then, had died before she could deal with her. Tiedra, we got a name. Yep. Yep. Death was no punishment, no end, not when it meant living on here. So, yep. So those three, Nynaeve Almera, Elaine Tricand, and Bergit, those three she will find and she will deal with. All right. All right. That, now. That concludes chapter 25. Yep. I don't think we have too much more to comment. I mean, you're right. That was the interesting part is McGideon is now effing... Maybe she has already been, but she knows how to manipulate Teleronriad. Oh, uh, yes, so, yes. Now, I mean, now we know that Mogidian considers herself the queen of Tar- of of Telan and Riyadh. Yeah, she is the dream world queen. She knows how to do it. And this is an example of what the wise ones meant. Don't go off on your own. Yep. Because I bet you they could have sensed something, or or they would have known a flicker to be like, get out now. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Or maybe um, McGinnis is just that good. I think I think that it's a really good use of that word flicker for, um, for Robert Jordan because he knows that all of his readers read those twenty eight flickers in a row flicker, or twenty seven, and then and then also possibly listen to uh, Michael Kramer saying it as well flicker 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 flicker, flicker. you know and and we kind of have a little it it was funny because when i was listening to these chapters um as soon as as soon as it was like and then there was a flicker i looked at the radio and i was like because i've read these books so many times but it was still like a trigger you know what i mean like like we kind of as readers we kind of have our own ptsd around the word flicker you know we've made it into a joke but it's always there. Like, we're... He, he, he kind of traumatized us with the flicker, right? Good call. So when you see that word or hear that word, it's like, Important. ooh, flicker. Something, right. Something's happening. Because I, I, I imagine that if he drops that in, it probably means something that he's trying to be subtle about, but it's important. So... So yeah, so we are into fuck Mary kills. Fuck Mary kills. Boy, Can we I have haven't... a baby while we do fuck Mary kills. Oh, absolutely. He has a, a pacifier in for those of you hearing the random sucking noise. He was changed after his little blowout. Huh? Oh boy, huh? he huh? needed it. Huh? But whatever makes him content these days. Oh, he's what like six, six weeks. weeks at this point. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, 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 we lost our pacifier. I'm sorry. So These are always my favorite pacifiers. a little more awake during the day. He's looking at contrast, so he likes 
you know, dark against light. Yeah. Still, I mean, you know, people talk about personalities. I'm like, I don't know what his personality is yet. He's, he's still pretty hungry. new. He's still pretty new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I see is he's, he's mellow. Hungry. He's, I can tell you oh, right yeah, now, okay. he's really mellow. He's he's cool with me holding him. He was cool with me holding him the first time I met him when he was only like a month old. Like like he's 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 That's got good. he's got an easy disposition. I'm telling you now. I'm not a child psychologist. Oh, I'm not either. Like that, and but, I don't I don't watch babies ever. Even but I've had a lot of experience with babies. Okay. He's he's gonna be a chill kid. And I've kind of figured, even though like this is my first time, obviously being a mom to an infant, but I've figured he's not overly. Oh, you know, I don't know baby is bad. Um, needy? I don't know. Yeah. He's just a baby. Yeah. yeah good job, babes. I mean, all babies are, are, are needy, right? They, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they need us. They need you to survive. They wouldn't survive without you. But um, so, so, yeah, they have very, very large needs. But there are some that are much more clingy, much more like he's so mellow. He lets me just pick him up. And I can't imagine he's been around a lot of other people other than like no, the immediate family, so right? No, it's awkward. Yeah. yeah, you want to invite people, and then you think to yourself, "Well, maybe we should get through flu season." Which we're we're actually March will be good. Yeah. So, um, and COVID too. And the numbers course, are going course. down. Just yep. for the they're, record, they're going so. back down again. They they spiked for a little bit, was, but they're going back down. Everything people predicted, like this is where I'm like, listen to science. They yep. predicted this. You just, yep. So anyway, we'll we'll be getting him around a few more. <laughs> and yeah, we're Twitch gets to witness Merle just lick the crap oh. out of Gabrick, but we're like, eh, it's it's gonna be this way, so. That's how Buddy was with Lincoln. Gabrick needs to learn how to push him away, and you do see him take his little hands sometimes, and that's yeah. that's usually when I'm like, Merle, go away, he's trying to tell you. Yeah. But. No, he's super mellow. I think I think he's gonna be very of course, you know. He can change. Well, I mean, yeah. well, toddlers two, two and three are tough years. Um, he's gonna throw tantrums. He's not gonna be the perfect kid all the time. But I I think that he's gonna be a pretty mellow, pretty easy going. He has he has a he has a very calm disposition. He's, he's, he's a good baby. Like like I said, I'm from Utah. I oh yeah, a lot of cousins. I have a lot of cousins. <laughs> I've got a lot of nieces and nephews. I've been around babies my entire life. All right. Um. This this this. This is a good baby. Good. Good baby. This I'm grateful because I'm. Because I've known some bad babies. I have stress. I've known some bad but... babies. Yeah. No, that's not weird. Okay, but yeah. So fuck Mary kills. Ah man, <clears throat> do you have yours ready? I think I can throw them out real fast. Go ahead. I will go ahead, and this is gonna be weird. Um, I don't think when we started this, I would ever predicted that I would make this choice for a fuck. But I'm gonna fuck Moggy. Oh. I'm fuck okay, okay. Just, 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 I, I like the way she's, she's, you know, kind of subtly spinning around. She's out for vengeance. She's, she's fucking with Egwene. She's pretty intelligent. She, and she gets right off the mm. bat that Egwene is, is very talented in the world of dreams. So she's like, okay, now I'm going to have to start like dealing with you. But yeah, she's a woman out for va- vengeance and she's evil. So. But she's, yeah, she's she's kind of hot this chapter. I like her this chapter. I will marry Rand. Ooh. Um, for obvious reasons, he's 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 being he's being the leader that he needs to be, you know. Okay. And 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 but he's being a just leader. Um, and then I will. You could kill whoever because I'm trying to be more creative. Because I kill the same person all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's too easy. It's it's. I mean, it was Egwene's uh, perspective in the whole yeah. time she was being a, 
character. Twat. So, uh, so it's just too easy to kill a queen. It is. Um, so rather than killing a queen, <clears throat> I will go ahead and uh, I don't want to do this. Um. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll just go ahead and kill Lemus. Oh, because she was kind uh, of being. Um, yeah, she was. She was kind of being a dick. Not wise. Yeah, she. Unwise. I mean, yeah, yeah. Unwise. She was. Yeah, she was kind of not not picking up what she needed to be picking up. Yeah. All right. So. All right. I hear you. I hear you. So then I have a fuck Mary kill, and I, I am trying so hard to be creative, and I just yeah I know sometimes it's really hard. It is. We, we get various characters without a doubt, but it's not much on many. Okay, I got a kill. Who's not? Let's start with kill then. Latell. I'm okay. sorry. Please. No. Yeah. Women yeah. of the world that are jealous. It's okay to be jealous, but I mean to start a fight. With the woman, I don't know. Fight the men for yeah. attention. Like I guess that's where yeah. I'm like, tell the men you want attention. She's just. I guess there's reasons. I can see if you know if Nynaeve was being a hoe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go yeah. ahead. But, Give her a punch. But, but I don't think Nynaeve was. No. Just, I just, don't know. I guess I wasn't there. Well, it sounds like no. She just came out of nowhere and started beating uh, <laughs> Nynaeve Maybe. because she was jealous. Um. So for that reason. Maybe I'll fuck Nynaeve just because it's so funny to think of her getting all this attention that she doesn't really care for or want. Yep, yep. And not, I'm sure she's not responding well, but it's still, it's funny. I'll just give it to her. Mary. Oh, man, guys. There's just it's the same women over and over. Mm, I'll go ahead and say parent. That wolf banner, and I miss oh. Perrin. I haven't seen him. Okay. So let me. There's no good reason to marry him other than the wolf banner is pretty badass. And, well, so and she did think about him. She did think about we're, him. We're hoping he's still leading the two rivers and with Fail, maybe uh, figuring out communication skills. We don't know. So a little off kilter for me, but I. I love it. I love it. That's a great choice. All That's right. a great choice. Okay. And uh, next week we'll be doing. I'm not quite sure if we'll, we're going to be doing two or three next week, but... Sally Dara. Sally Dara. That's a good, good chapter. So, All right. So, yeah. So, I think, uh, unless you have anything else to say... Nope. We did a good job as we went. So, until next time, everyone be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Glee Man's Apprentice. The Glee Man's Apprentice is available on Spotify, Pocket Cast. Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Our theme song is written by Twitch Avery and performed by Andrew Bard of Time.